What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, where you can get real, honest opinions about films that are opening in your theaters soon, and every once in a while, an older film as well. So stay tuned. Enjoy what you're hearing. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media, at VS Movie Podcast. You know how all that works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Ryan, it's spooky season. Uh, yeah. October, you know, so all the spooky movies are kind of come out. Uh, one of them won the box office this weekend. Uh, and that, yes. that would be Smile. Um, yeah. I, so, 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 twenty-two million dollars. Uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably already made money. Uh, I, mean, it, it, I would bet it's you know. it's made money. Uh, the uh, uh, I know when we it's and it's getting pretty good reviews score wise, yeah. score wise yeah. out there. Now, I, I, when I wrote my review, I, I commented <laughs> that when. Uh, when when it, it's rare, like when all the critics walk out of a screening, that they all have the same look on their face. Yeah, and that kind of happened at ours, and, and that look was not a smile because that, no. that was my that was no. my pun. That was my my film pun for yeah. for the review. Um, you used a <laughs> phrase that we use a lot talking about stuff that comes out of Hollywood of late. Yeah, and that is dumpster fire. Uh-huh. Um, I went eh, garbage can fire. Um, and I, I don't know if either of us is really being fair on that. Um, I don't think this is a great movie. Um, I liked the concept of it. Um, it's very, uh, it's very the ring inspired, but it's, it probably follows more closely to the it follows model. Yeah, but you know, but it's 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 nowhere near as smart as it wants to be. Um, it's it's a film riddled with with like, why the hell are you doing this? Why the hell don't you turn on the lights? Why does nobody have lights? Wait, do none of these buildings have lights in the ceiling? How come the lights all coming up from the ground? What what is this? I mean, it's a nonsensical world that does a disservice to the healthcare providers who deal with. People with uh, who, who have mental actual illness and need help. Yep. It does a, a disservice to uh, just pretty much anyone who's represented in this this film. Is is it's it's not. Uh, and I know, look, horror isn't supposed to be real, right? But if you're going to try to ground it on something like mental illness, you better hell as well do something you know that that feels authentic or real. Um, you know the 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 performances aren't necessarily bad. Right. The script is so terrible and the, the ideas are so uh, undeveloped that it's like, okay, so what are you saying about mental illness? Oh, you're not saying anything. 
about mental illness. Oh, you're just using mental illness as a as a device. Well, okay, congratulations. As a dismissive device yeah. for the ostensible plot of the story. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean it, it, it's it's like we have to make sure that we have a credible person do the uncredible stuff. Right. Because somehow that is going to make it, you know, that makes it more valid, I guess. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do. The, the, the closing scenes are just like, what? are you doing what what what's your point yeah um, and they, i don't and i don't think there is one i i mean okay so i agree this is stylistically there's a lot of holes you mentioned the lighting uh the world's yeah, loudest telephone well yeah they don't even well and here's here's i mean this pulled me out entirely who under the age of 30 actually has a landline in this this world None. No one. Yeah, you know, you know, Ryan, I, I turned 52 today. I do not have a landline. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> so, why would you? So the fact that, I mean, there's just things in this film that are just like, did you think this through at all? Like, I know that seems minor, but if you're developing a world, mm -hmm. these things matter. You know, I, I just, it just drives me crazy that that you know someone got money to make this film okay let, and why why this ahead. got money and other things didn't it just it, it boggles me yeah the let, let, so like i said i the concept the concept is the strongest part of this film um and then after i mean and the performances are like the next strongest part but they are performances of a script that is undercooked. Um, the guy who wrote it and directed it, Parker Finn, has two shorts under his belt. And one, one, one was actually this film, or the, the the short of this film. That I'm not. I, I, I don't know if that was Laura hasn't slept, which probably is. Think, yeah. um, but I watched the other one. is called the uh, Hide Behind, which you can watch on YouTube. By the way, um, it's not bad uh although there is a very familiar look to the final creature reveal in the hide behind uh i'm gonna have to go see if uh if i can watch laura hasn't slept because i think yeah i think uh yeah the the name of the girl that starts this movie is laura so mm -hmm. yeah okay but here's here's the biggest my biggest problem with smile there are precious few of them in this film yeah. Um, it is marketed as you're just, it's everywhere, right? They had the viral marketing at MLB games, you know, creepy girl sitting behind home plate on television, just sitting there smiling creepily. Um, it's literally like a handful. Um, and then every place, I mean, the, 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 uh, the, 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 the protagonist, Dr. Rose Cotter played by Sosie Bacon. Uh, she should be seeing that everywhere. Uh, she should, anytime she sees a crowd of people, we should pan past that person and back and they're gone. I mean, it sounds, I, I hate, yeah, it's kind of tropey, but if you're going to build your world, I mean, it's like seeing, you know, it's like running from Michael Myers and then turning around and he's still basically right where exactly as far as he was. 
you should it should always be there the smile should be in like an omnipresent phenomenon in this film and it's not uh like we see it a handful of times um and and then it just kind of it i don't know it's it I, like I said, I I like the concept behind it. I like the idea of the smile, but then he doesn't really use the smile, and then everything else is half baked. So yeah, and I you know, and and here's the thing: I think I would be more forgiving if it was actually scary. There's just a lot of jump scares and but slow but, pans. Yeah, it, and they're just so telegraphed and so unimaginative, and it just. He he uses the slow pan, like Zack Snyder uses slow mo. Um, and so this movie is an hour and fifty five minutes, and this movie should not run more than ninety five minutes, tops. With with the world and the idea that he's developed, or that he's that he's kind of hanging this on, this movie is 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 ninety five minutes tops. Um. And it's, I don't know why it is an hour and 55 minutes long. Uh, it just does not make any sense to me at all. And yeah, the end of the film, you get to that end sequences. Um, and yeah, those are just, those are all over the map. Like, yeah, he's like, he's trying to, he tries to bait you, but then he baits you, he baits you, he baits you again and again and again. And it's like, why do I care? Because you know how exactly. it's going to end. He's just delaying the inevitable. Well, yeah, because they telegraphed. Yeah, you know this. Well, yeah, we her have to plan, out. her plan <laughs> to deal with the issue, you know, well before she does, what's going to happen? Yeah. It's like, why is it taking her so long to make this connection? And then once that happens, you know exactly how the end of the film is going to be, and then he just drags out those bits in the middle uh, entirely too long. But then, it, yeah. but the, but the, but by then, I mean, he hasn't even built up enough goodwill in the first half to to allow him to play at the end with those various scenarios. Um, and I, and that's again, it's just I don't. You know, we go back to writer director, writer director, um, and he's got Paramount paid for this. Yeah. Uh for a first time feature yeah the budget is small and you're right it probably has already made its money back um but it's i mean it's 37 million worldwide so yeah this movie has to have made its money if not doubled it um easily yeah so they set it up at the end where they could make another one god please don't uh, well, they probably it's already probably already greenlit because because it won the box office and it made thirty seven million dollars. Yeah, uh, horror is one of those. I, so I, I don't think so. Before I segue to what we're going to talk about next, so neither one of us is. I I can't tell you not to see it. I did put a trigger warning in my review for the film, which I never do because I hate trigger warnings. Uh, but I only put it in there because I live with someone who would have hit me had I taken her to see this movie and not told her about the triggering event. Uh, sure. So, uh, but even that, yeah. it doesn't even it doesn't earn that. 
No. You know what I mean? It's it again. It's it it, it is it is. This is the epitome of what people think horror films are in the sense that it's just gratuitous without a point. And yeah. that's not what horror movies are supposed to be or, in my view, what a good horror film is. Right. Um, and it, and so, yeah, if I, I'm, I'm irked because you get a film like Pearl or you get, you know, oh. that, that, that is going to only make maybe $10 million Yeah. And is and is so much better than oh, this. Vastly superior. But, vastly superior to Smile. You know, and, and and the funny thing is, I don't know that Pearl was trying to say anything, you know, all that radical or all that, but but it, it knew what it was and it 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 earns what it does. Yep. If that makes sense. It, it, whereas this film tries to cash in uh, on checks that it never actually earned. It's, right. it's just. You know, you know, someone mentioned that they were watching, and I don't, I don't remember how you feel about this this particular horror movie. Someone mentioned that they were watching *Malignant* the other day on Twitter, yeah. and I was like, "Embrace the batshit crazy," because at least *Malignant* said, "Yes, we understand. This is a completely yeah. batshit insane idea," but they they accepted that, they embraced it, and if you watch it with that mindset, that's better than than *Smile*. Uh, because they just go, no, 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 we get it. This movie's crazy, but we're going to go with it. And they went with it. Whereas Smile was like, check, check. You're right. They were kind of checking, you know, they, they're writing checks that they hadn't checked off the boxes for the deposits, if you will. So yeah, yeah, but they, just... they checked off all the, you know, all the quote unquote requirements for horror, but barely uh, and badly. So, um, but. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This week, a different horror movie is opening, uh, but not in theaters. Only on Hulu. Yeah. Or it might, actually, it might get a limited run in theaters. I know it's on Hulu. But I know it's on Hulu starting this Friday. Um, And that would be the, and I can't, I had to look this up because I can't believe I'm about to say this. The 11th film with the word Hellraiser in it. Um, but this is a quasi reboot. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's, it's, I, you know what? I'm going to think of this like the 2013 evil dead. Yeah. Which no, is not a reboot. A re- it's no, just it's another re- story in the world yeah. in which a the Cenobites exist. Sure. This is, this is 
the the contemporary extension of what was started in the 80s right you know, so you could go there. yeah so uh that being said um i'm i am not a hellraiser scholar uh i watched i know the first two which are the best uh and i i, I may have seen snippets of hellraiser in space which is not the name uh-huh. i know is that i think it's like oh. the fourth one uh, uh maybe I don't remember. but then there's i guess it looks like there's just a a veritable well, I, assembly line of direct to videos. Well, yeah, and a lot of them, well, not a lot of them, but some of them were actually scripts that weren't written as Hellraiser scripts that were then altered uh, Repurposed. slightly. Yeah, to, to um, essentially, I mean, the, the idea is that they had to hold on to the, to the brand. And right. so they would make, make these, these films, um, some of them involved people who were passionate about the Hellraiser uh, franchise, and right. some were not. Um, I don't know if I've seen them all. I feel like I've seen the majority, if not all of them. But but for me, the the first two Hellraiser films, while not perfect in any regard, there's there's something about those first two um, that it, I, I almost wish you could combine the first two films. Oh. Um, take the best bits of the both of those two films and 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 go from there. Um, yeah, I think there's. I mean, when Clive Barker was involved, which was basically the first two films, and he is a, a producer on this one, um, it just had a different. I think I think Barker's version of Hellraiser is different than what it became. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I don't think. You know, obviously, everyone knows "quote unquote" Pinhead, mm-hmm. um, uh, and I think it was never supposed to be uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street with a character like Freddy, right. who has all the one li- one liners and all that sort of stuff. That that kind of is where the the franchise went. Um, I always feel like the the most terrifying thing about Hellraiser was that the people who were being hunted or haunted or however you want to put it, it, it was it almost, it was, it was by choice. It was something they wanted. Yes. Or, um, or seemed to, me, to want. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to me, that is terrifying. Yeah. That, that was what was really frightening about the, at least the first couple of Hellraisers was that this was not, like some random jumping into your dreams. Right. Uh, it wasn't know, done thing. to you. No, this was something you asked for. Yeah. Um, and, and to me, that was what was always terrifying about, about the concept. Um, and so flash forward, we've, we've got this new film and it sort of does that occasionally, but it doesn't embrace it entirely. So well, I'm comfortable in saying it's probably the best Hellraiser we've had in decades. I, I just feel like they have left so much on, on the table, uh, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also begin to wonder if, if to make a Hellraiser film that really embraces what the original one was, is it even watchable? How 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 deplorable does that film have well, to get? I guess. I, I doing a little when I was looking to see exactly how many there were, 
Um, yeah. I came across some some interview snippets with with Clive Barker, where he talked about the stuff that he had to cut because the original Hellraiser was rated X. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot more sex than it was mm-hmm. gore. Um, and the MPAA had issues with the sex, not the gore and the, this is, and the, that's, but you're right. If you made it now, if you made a, a Hellraiser, it would be NC 17 and it would be, uh, it would be, it would all, it would not make any money. I mean, except well, for, well, yeah. no, it would probably make a lot of money because people would want to see it just because uh, of the NC-17. But... But I don't know if it's a film that I actually want to see. Right, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be like watching... I say cinematic train wreck, and normally you apply that to a bad film. It would probably be an incredible film, but one that you would actually have trouble sitting through and then would never want to watch again. It would it would be gut wrenching. Yes. Um, it would it would it, it you know it would it would probably go into topics that that um, we don't want to really see as a horror film. Yep. Um, uh, you know, uh, and so there's a part of me that that when it ended, I thought, you know, okay, what would I have done? And and you start to think, and you're like, no, <coughs> I don't even want I don't even want to go to the space where this is might take me so yeah. let's uh, let's put that aside for now let's 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 uh so let's talk about what it is right rather than you know is it is a is it a faithful extension uh, no but again it, it's it's not it's not a bad extension no no but it, it 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 goes in a different direction because while there are there is a setup there is a person who is who is into the occult, um, who has a very lavish lifestyle, um, you know, lives in excess mm-hmm. essentially, which again, this kind of ties into the original ideas. Um, but he disappears. Right. And let, let's talk about this for a second because it opens with yeah. a, that, not the sequence where he disappears, but yeah. a sequence leading up to, that yes so yes it's 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 they changed as near as i can determine and again i have not watched all 10 uh that bear this name i'm not a scholar i feel as though they've changed the mythology around this box in in how it functions because to a certain degree in the first two you used the box solved the box and you offered yourself for the reward of the box. And we use that word reward as the Cenobites do not as we may necessarily. So, but in this, that dynamic has changed. um, Yeah. To move forward. Yeah. It's not, it's again, it, it takes away the willing victim and, and presents us with actual victim. Victims. Yes. So it, it's, it's like that scene in, uh, in two where they get the autistic girl to solve the box. 
And Pinhead shows up and say, your hands brought us here, but not your will. And it was yeah. the person that got her to solve the box. So that, so even then it wasn't like, oh, you solved the box. You're the one. Even then that rule was there. And then now in this one, it's like they've, they've changed that. And now it's a progression, which I actually think sure. is kind of cool. It's like, well, there, there, if, I mean, yeah. if that, if that wasn't in the original 10, I think that's a kind of a cool way to expand on the idea. Well, and it's just, and it's various configurations. Right. So it, it changes. It essentially, it was, is it seven? Yes. Um, yes. They say there's seven configurations. And, and so as you process through, essentially the, the, the gist of it is that, that seven people have to be consumed by the box. Yes. For the final person. To uh, yes, to X. To we don't want to ruin it. To, to get, yeah. well, well, to 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 get the the blessing, right? The reward, um, uh, as they call it. So, or as we think they call it. Uh, so yeah, so it's 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 a little bit different dynamic, and we see how that plays out across the ooh, across the across the film uh, through because uh, the box winds up in the hands of Riley, who's a drug addict who's recovering. <laughs> Uh, who's, who's incredibly stupid who, but, and yet really smart at the same time. Um, let's, let's talk about the big, uh, so yeah, so she, you know, it's her, her brother, his boyfriend, their roommate, a guy that she is seeing, um, the, the, yeah. So, you know, the, the rich super billionaire who starts this whole nightmarish progression. Um, and we'll talk about that in a second because I actually kind of found that to be cool. Um, one of the biggest things about this, not just are there, they're not just rebooting, reimagining, whatever, uh, a, a, an, an IP that people like the earlier incarnations of. Um, but again, people have been harping on Pinhead. Um, and it's not a spoiler to say that in this, Pinhead is played by a woman. Uh, Jamie Clayton is her, the actress's name. And I don't care because these people, the Cenobites don't really look like people uh, really for the most part. Anyway, uh, cool. the closest one they ever had to a human was pinhead. Everyone else yeah. didn't really look like a person anyway. Um, so I actually, well, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't care. And I, and I, I, I found it cool is that in this film and I, I won't go too deep into, it, I actually like the fact that we kind of see, how Cenobites come to be. Yeah. Um, so a, a, that was an acceptable change for me. Your mileage may vary out there. Uh, I didn't mind that. My, my big problem with Pinhead is that we don't see Pinhead till over half the movie is gone. Well, and I mean, that kind of goes, and so the question, you know, cause originally, uh, like I said, Pinhead wasn't supposed to be right. All that, uh, uh, you know, that wasn't supposed to, you know, they were all just supposed to be these horrific characters. Yeah. And none of them were particularly, you know, meant to, I, I think Pinhead really, uh, the design essentially exists so that, that the character can have a mouth. Right. Because a lot of the other, you know, versions of these for, tortured For exposition purposes, yes. They do not, they do not actually have mouths or if they do, it's, you know, I mean, they've yeah. been stretched or they've been, I mean, all sorts of horrific, uh, body modifications yep. um, sort of thing. So, I mean, so it didn't, it doesn't bother me 
that that this version of Pinhead doesn't show up and you know until later on because it was never really supposed to be about All right. Pinhead. Well, let, 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 but, let's let, but, let me be clear for a second. I'm not. Yeah. It doesn't bother me that Pinhead didn't show up. What bothers me is that once again Hollywood is like almost bait and switching people. Sure, sure, and, and that and, and I will that I hate. That. I hate because it is the expectation that Pinhead will be the main antagonist throughout right. the film, and and I think yes, that is the expectation, but that isn't the case. Um, and in a way that is more like the original mm-hmm. film. So, I mean, there, it is, it's, it's a weird dynamic, but yes, as far as expectation goes, that's the moment everyone's waiting for even more. So, um, well, th- that, that that's, is, yeah, that's the moment. Um, and whether or not that is true to the spirit of the original films, that is another conversation, but yes, yeah. uh, you, you know, are you correct in saying, Pinhead doesn't show up for a long time. Yes, absolutely. And is that going to bother some people? Well, yeah, it is. Particularly if that's all you know of Hellraiser. Um, You know, uh, so, uh, yeah, to me, I didn't care. Um, I knew that eventually we we get to that, you know. um, Well, again, again, it's that marketing push. Well, and that, it, yes. again, and it just, it drives me nuts for so many reasons, the way they push any movie or all movies at this point, they, they like push for something knowing that that is not what they're going to give you or push an aspect of a film that sure. isn't really yeah. important to the or, film, or, you know, yeah, or is, yeah, no, it's different. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it happens a lot. Uh, let's, let's talk about the guy that did this though. Um, so, so we get through, we do get through seven configurations. Yes. Somebody gets the thing. Uh, let's, uh, so let's talk about the billionaire for a second. Uh, Goran Vizhnik, uh, who you might remember from ER and a bunch of other stuff. Um, I, man, I, I feel like his career just never really took off the way it should have. Cause I like him a lot. I actually, I really sure. do like him a lot. Um, his character, the billionaire uh, the way he winds up, oh, that was just, that was creepy. Well, uh, that was well, solid and that, creep. And that, to me, was also one of those moments where they really got it right. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that was also one of those moments that I think, man, it doesn't go far enough. And if it went further... Could I even bear to watch? It? Uh, yeah, right. It's just um, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, again, it goes back to the willing participant, right? Aspect of it, and, which which he was. Which but he's, there's a monkey monkey's but, paw aspect. Well, well, but yes, but there there that's the whole kind of sort of thing is you you know about Hellraiser was you you think that you want whatever that next level of whatever it is, is like you, 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 the life has given you all these sensations and you've gotten bored with the, all of those sensations, no matter how extreme you've gotten. And so this is kind of the, the last step, um, you know, of, I, you know, uh, what it's the ascension into 
whatever is more, whatever is out there. Whatever is more. Uh, that's a really great way to put it. Yeah. Whatever is so, more. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, it's, it, it, yeah. But if there's more than that, it really, do, is, ooh, can you watch it? Um, so, ah, yeah. So the, the guy that directed this, uh, no stranger to creepy movies, uh, uh, David Bruckner, who directed a film that I think wound up was right to Netflix back in 2017 called The Ritual, which I which I liked a lot. Uh, and then he did The Night House a couple years ago. Not the same kind of horror as Hellraiser, but he is. Uh, between that and the ritual, a couple episodes of creep show did a segment of VHS, um, can establish a mood. So I don't think he's the wrong director for this at all. Uh, a lot of times we'll, we'll get movies like, yeah, this was not the guy. This, this was not the person that needed to be behind the camera. I think he's okay. Um, like I said, I think this is, this is, on par with how 2013's Evil Dead fits in that universe, I think is I, I think this is about that same level. So if you were okay yeah, with that expansion I, of of Evil Dead, I think you'll be okay with this exploration of the Hellraiser universe. Yeah, I mean, and, and I would I would say I think that the Evil Dead remake or reboot or reimagining or whatever, however you want, I you know that. That might have been uh, – maybe The Evil Dead was an easier film to translate into uh, contemporary. However, sort of because it also arguably had more weighing on it than Hellraiser yeah. does. Well, yes, because the franchise hadn't been exploited in the way that well, Hellraiser has. But been. Evil Dead has like never left. Hellraiser, you can oh yeah, Hellraiser from way but but somehow Evil Dead yeah. has never really not been now. Well, I feel I, like I, we always live in an Evil Dead universe cinematically. Sure, but I, I also think that that's because Sam Raimi was more involved with everything that you know what I mean, like yeah. the, or at least the original people were involved in 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 all these steps along the way, right. Um, and there weren't that many, but when they happened, they didn't feel like a cash in. Right. Cause they, they, because I mean, let's face it. Every time an evil dead film or any, any you know, series thing, yeah. or anything up a, anytime any of that got made, you felt like it was a small miracle. Yeah. Like, like something crazy. Well, and that, and like, that's what I'm saying. So the bar for evil dead is, it yeah. was pretty high in 2013. Sure. To, I mean, to, to not be, a Bruce Campbell-led Evil Dead thing, and to 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 not be comedic at all, right? So, like I said, so uh, that bar is pretty high. Yeah. Like so right. now, I will argue that this Hellraiser is, if you forget all of the the keep the rights adaptation later films, I guess I feel like this is about the same kind of update for this franchise. I. I think that's that's fair. I don't think it's nearly as successful, but for the reasons that we talked about before, I, I, I think I think that Clive Barker just. I mean, there's a reason why Stephen King uh, is quoted on all of Clive Barker's uh, books and things, and it's, it's it's something along the lines of I've seen 
the future of horror and it's mm. Clive Barker. And it's still Clive Barker. Yeah. <laughs> because Clive, Clive, uh, how to put this? <laughs> Clive had a, I think Clive had, a, has a, an understanding of what is truly terrifying that even maybe Stephen King doesn't or, or is or won't afraid or won't go to. Um, it's not an, you know, Clive Barker's sense of horror is, I don't know if extreme is the right word, but I think it's grounded in something that's even more real mm-hmm. than, than some of Stephen King's stories. It's, 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 you know, in particular, uh, Hellbound Heart and and which was kind of it, it just feels like it's it's about people again it's that that wanting to, to and that's what's terrifying right the wanting you know it, and and so the, the the elements I think of this film that get that is is when these things are are to an extent wanted yeah um or 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 even yeah I'd say wanted because it's not like deserved. Cause that's, no. that's, it. And, and, you know, and I think, I think that the, what does kind of bother me is, is that they're, that, that in a way it, they've reduced this to kind of a regular horror film in that you do have a lot of people who are innocent victims mm-hmm. or who are accidental or coincidental or, you know, whereas, right. and it's not nearly as much so as you think initially but but it's still there's there's this sort of people getting duped into it and and like you said that wasn't what the original was about i mean these people knew what they wanted well yeah and and pinhead i don't know that pinhead used the word intent in the second one but that's that's really the word in the originals it really was about about intent not the mechanical function of the box because essentially in this one, you know, when you, you change the configuration, a little knife comes out and, and ticks you and the, you that basically you've been selected, you know, your number three, your number four, you know, whatever. Um, I, and I miss, I, I don't, I mean, it, it seems like there was a Dante sort of Dante's Inferno element to the, the original as well in that you got what you earned. Right as far as the, the, the torture or whatever, however you want to describe it. Whereas I didn't feel like the way, you know, maybe these, even let's just say these were all horrible people who get stuck, right. you know, or get whatever their, their punishments didn't feel unique um, or, or tailored to them. Um, and I think that was a missed opportunity. Um, but then I guess everyone would be like, well, it's just seven, you know, and it's well, like, well, you know, David Fincher was kind of tapping into the same sort of area in seven that, mm-hmm. that Clive Barker was um, this, this sort of, I mean, there's this religious undercurrent, uh, you know, and, and damnation and what is beyond damnation. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, you know, I, I think, Ultimately, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a kind of a more straightforward horror film with some stuff in the beginning and the end 
that is fairly true to the original ideas. Yeah. Um, it's that midsection where you just have, you know, a lot of people are, it's, it's that whole, you know, collateral damage sort of thing. Well, yeah, the body Um, count, body count, body count, body count. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I enjoyed said, I, I liked the world, the idea of smile, but I think this is a better movie. I think it's far more effective. I think it, it, it is obviously a more, a lot more, vicious um there's a lot more gore um yeah i just you know i think because they've been trying to 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 re restart hellraiser for so long that you know i've thought not not in detail but i've thought about okay what what would i want right and and it always goes back to you know elements of the first and second film where it was, you know, the the the, the ideas were terrifying. Yep. Like there was just something about it. Um, and and growing up in goth subculture, um, those first two films, um, particularly the first one, um, people were really into just this this idea. Um, and and I know that Clive kind of based it on, um, you know, uh, the underground um, bondage. Yeah. Uh, leather bondage scene that was was it having in England and things, and so they, it was rooted in this this really kind of real thing. Um, and and this this one just doesn't feel as rooted in real. It feels rooted in uh, a, you know a, a fairly interesting, but not. It doesn't feel like it's your next door neighbors. If that right. makes sense, like it yeah, doesn't yeah. feel like this this could be happening. You know upstairs from you you know right. the people in the apartment above you you know yep. this could be it, it feels more it feels more like a you know a traditional horror film in that yeah. regard and, and, and that that's kind of disappointing but considering where the franchise had gone and and whatnot i you know yeah so uh yeah it it does uh hellraiser does it is going to be exclusive to hulu i, I just checked yeah. So uh, Hulu this Friday, the 7th of October. So two horror movies to open the month. Um, we're not even talking about the Disney Plus ho- Halloween movie. I can't say horror movie. Halloween movie that we haven't talked about yet. Uh, but which a lot of people were waiting for. And that was Hocus Pocus 2. Um, which is, which is, I'll just, that, that one's easy to boil down to. That is if you like the original and just want nostalgia. Hocus Pocus 2 is, is great for that. Yeah. But as far as setting anything up nah. or can really evolving the story, not not so much there. No, I'd, I would rather go back and watch The Craft, the original Craft. Sure, sure. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, that feels feels like a better movie. So there you go. That is Smile and Hellraiser. Uh, we've got a bunch of movies to watch over the next couple of weeks, including in a couple of weeks, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his attempted takeover of the DC Warner Brothers universe as Black Adam. So when we see that, we will definitely be talking about that. Um, But until we get to those, don't forget to like us, follow us on social media at VS Movie Podcast. It's all on the website. You know this. You've heard it a million times. Do it anyway. So, and go see a movie because there's a lot of good movies in theaters. There's a lot of okay movies in theaters. And then there's a couple crappy movies in theaters. But there's, Still, there's stuff to watch in the theaters. 
And that's important because some movies need to be seen on the biggest screen. You can see them. So till we talk to you again, I'm Mark. That is Ryan. Bye Ryan. See you later. Uh, and we will talk to you all later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.